Leaders in Worship Podcast, Episode 39. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship Podcast, the podcast to equip, connect, and develop leaders in worship ministry. We do this by equipping leaders with the right tools, connecting them with like-minded vision and people, and develop their ability to lead effectively. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship podcast. I'm Matt Perkins. I'm your host, and it is good to have you with us today. Just this past weekend, we finished out our first green room sessions, and it turned out amazing. We had great testimonies, and I look forward to having you attend one of our next green room sessions. In 2015, we are currently looking at five locations for a green room sessions event. We're in New York, Phoenix, Chicago, Orlando, and Milwaukee, and so that we hope you can hit one of those events. If you would like to host a Green Room Sessions, uh, I would love for you to email me. You can do that at matt at leadersinworship.com. You might ask, what exactly is a Green Room Sessions? Well, this is where we have conversations about life and ministry off the stage. It is for worship leaders, worship pastors, and it is all about increasing capacity in life and leadership. And so we had time where we were just sharing together, we were eating together, and being able to connect with other couples. And if you're married, if your spouse can attend, that would be amazing. It was just a great time. So look for a recap video coming up very soon. Uh, But we had some great testimonies, and you can find out more information of what's coming up by going to greenroomsessions.org. That's greenroomsessions.org. Well, today I am excited to have Adam Ranney, and Adam is a worship leader, songwriter, recording artist, and he has most recently been on staff for the past number of years at Free Chapel in their Orange County campus, and he will talk more about what God is doing in their life and ministry with his wife and family, and also he is a great gifted songwriter and has collaborated on some incredible tunes such as Jesus at the Center, Speechless, uh, Echo. The song A Thousand Miles is an incredible song. We're going to give you a, a taste of some of his music that he has, and we'll have links in the show notes of where you can go and pick up his music on his website, on iTunes, and I know it will be a blessing to your ministry. So at this time, we're going to go right to our interview with Adam. With one voice we cry out, the chosen generation, we lift up a shout, let it echo, the lost will be found, cause you're the one who saves us, our anthem is loud, let it echo, you are good, you are love, yes to you. Well, Adam, thanks so much for being with us on the Leaders in Worship podcast today. I appreciate your taking the time to talk with us. Ah, man, it's my pleasure. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me come out. What are you doing right now in your ministry? Maybe kind of give us 
some background and history on what you've been doing ministry-wise and where things are headed for you right now. Yeah, um, man, it's been pretty exciting times lately. Uh, just been on a great journey of faith that God has led my wife and I into, and and uh, man, it's it's been <laughs> it's been an exciting journey already. But yeah, a little bit of a uh, little bit of the history. Uh, for about the last five and a half years, uh, I was on staff at Free Chapel with uh, Pastor Jensen uh, Franklin as the worship leader out on the Orange County campus. And, uh, and of course, in that time, you know, I had the opportunity to, to, to be a part of the Power of the Cross CD yeah. you know, that Ricardo and Israel produced. And uh, I got to have my, my one little opportunity on there, which was, uh, it was a huge opportunity. I, I shouldn't have said little because it was, it was pretty uh, humbling that I'd been on staff for about nine months and had the opportunity to to record one of the songs that I wrote, um, A Thousand Miles. Which that song was my first introduction to you and who you were. <laughs> um, oh, wow. And my first impression was I wanted to punch you because that song is so stinking high. <laughs> and... Um, but like uh, the larynx, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like have somebody kick you right before you sing the song, and then uh, then we're ready to go. But that is a that is a great song, and Man, um, thank you. I have walked a thousand miles through all my tests and all my trials. Still love me for me And in the refuge of your wings I can rest in you safely, oh Lord You've covered me Now I can finally see It was your love changing me working on that project, but I had to interject that. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah. That was my first introduction to Adam Rainey. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's actually been a very special song because uh, I have, I have through the years since that song has come out, um, you know, people will, will send me, you know, little notes on Facebook or what have you. And I've, I've received some pretty incredible testimonies of how people have just said they have sat and marinated on that song and played it on repeat, and God has delivered them from homosexuality or from depression or from pornography. And I just sit there and I find myself in amazement. They're saying, I realized that God loved me right where I was. Wow. You know? And I thought, because that's one of the you know lines in the song is that, you know, that he loves me for me. Yeah. You know, that it's his grace that, that brought me here. You know what I mean? And yep. it's like, and it's like, Man, so yeah, that that's been a special one. Not to not to get off course there, but um, but part of that, man, yeah, just being a part of, of of helping to build. 
I think that was one of the greatest honors that uh, when I had the opportunity to sit down with Pastor uh, Jensen and just express some things that were in my wife and I's heart, some dreams and goals and desires. One thing that uh, that I remember telling him is just, you know, how much of an honor it was to be a, a part of helping to build. You know, when I came to the church, you know, it was running about 500 people, 600 people, mm-hmm. which is incredible because when they started the church about three months before that, they were running, a, I think the first service had 100 people. Wow. 150. So within about three months, it was up to 500, 600 people. And then I came in to become the full-time worship leader and just wanted to help be a part of what Pastor was doing and what Free Chapel was doing to help build a work. And uh, and man, like literally a few weeks ago, um, they had over 5,000 people on a Sunday between the wow. three services. That's and, amazing. Yeah, after six six and a half years. And it's just incredible to see what God is doing. And sometimes you don't, you don't really, you don't, you don't pay attention enough when you're in it to see what an amazing thing that God is doing, you yeah. know, and, and you, you, you see it, you know what I mean? Like you pay attention enough, but sometimes you, you don't sit back enough. Like in life, I think we don't sit back enough and just go, man, God, look what you've done. Like, look what you were doing. That pastor just said that on Sunday, you know, when we were there, and, uh, and he just said, look what God is doing. And I feel like we're just getting started. And I felt the same thing. I felt like, man, this has only been five and a half years of building foundation. Now where's the church going to go from yeah. here? You know what I mean? And so that's been kind of our journey for the last five and a half, six years um, has been that. And then in November of last year, um, sat down and, and just shared those things that were in our, my wife and I's heart to, to want to do some traveling and and have ministry in our heart to preach, speak, lead worship. Um, But more than just that, more than just being like an itinerant guy, Uh um, there are things in my heart to really want to pursue more songs, collaborations with other artists, and and being able to have that that freedom to be able to to pick and choose those opportunities and be able to go where I needed to go that I felt my heart led to go and and then on top of that, in addition to that, really wanting to help. One thing I, I begin to look at is, you know, when you have a pastor that's very musical, he believes in making sure the music department is strong. And so yeah. he, he equips you with the tools to have a successful team. Yeah. And so, I mean, we legitimately have the best of the best uh, out here. And I, and I know they do in Georgia as well. But a lot of the guys that play in the band out here play, um, they play with, like Hollywood's biggest artists, mm-hmm. you know, they'll, they'll go and do two and three month tours with them. They'll JLo tours, Natasha Bedingfield, you know, those kind of guys. And so, yeah. but they love Jesus, like with all their heart and it's yeah. their church, you know, and, and pastor gives us the ability to, you know, bring in those kind of guys. So I've, I've said all that to say, I started really taking inventory and going, man, when pastor preaches and when we lead worship and I, and I see the way lives, man, are just crazy affected. I started realizing how many more churches out there have no clue what mm-hmm. it really means to be in the presence of God and what that feels like. And so I think that's kind of a mission right now that's been in my heart is I want to help. I want to help join in with a worship team at a church, try to help inspire them to raise their game. Yeah. Show them that they have the tools. They don't have to have the best of the best. Because mm-hmm. as as we've heard TD Jakes preach, I know Jensen has preached, pastors preach, I know other pastors have preached that it's it's in the house yeah god god brings it in the house and 
and you know you've got to start somewhere and and so that's where I'm wanting to really help develop worship leaders to, to kind of take the inventory see what you have speak to the team and and, and give them first of all a, a response of understanding that listen you're not just a bass player you're not just a percussionist you're not just a soprano or an alto or a praise team saying you're not just this and another you are actually one of the worship leaders up here and yeah. until you see yourself that way you're not serving your church to the fullest of which you really could be and your church isn't experiencing the best that they could be exactly. so i really want to help shape some mindsets kind of be that proverbial screwdriver to you know some things that might be loose you know yeah. kind of now, a long answer but you know no that's great and you know you and i had had talked previously that um you feel a a call to not just help the worship teams but specifically be able to help the worship leader as well you know there's Sorry, sorry. We have these we have these motion activated lights in our <laughs> office, <laughs> and I'm so sitting here, and all of a sudden, everything just goes dark. Like, um, why has it got to be a light show? Just because I'm a worship leader. Come on, man. I just like you'd be smoking, smoking. You'd feel more at home. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Are you going to play some soft music? And yeah. I'm going to start talking in a softer voice. Have the keyboardist come to the come <laughs> to the stage, please. <laughs> but not just. Uh, <laughs> Not just helping the the worship team and and but really be able to empower and equip the worship leader. And you know, here we want to equip, connect, and develop leaders yeah. in worship. And so when we started talking, um, instantly we had some common ground on what we were wanting to do in in ministry and helping worship leaders. What would you say to maybe a worship leader that's maybe struggling in some areas of ministry, maybe they've kind of hit a plateau and just going, man, is this is this all there is? Or it feels like I should be able to push through. And even like you said, sometimes we can be in it for quite a while and we forget to stop and just say, wow, God, look at what you've done. Um, You know, it's incredible. Yeah, I think, and that's such a great question because I don't think it's even so much even a question of if they're in it. It's like when they get there. Yeah. You know, because every one of us in ministry kind of hit that that wall at times that just says, "Am I being effective right now? Am I is am I even passionate about this anymore? Do yeah. I do I do I love being away from my wife and kids? You know. Yeah. Or or you know at times or you know this and that because ministry will have that pull on you. Mm-hmm. And it will, whether you're a volunteer worship leader, whether you're a paid position worship leader, pastor, senior pastor, whatever, ministry just has that tug. And I think what I would say is that, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, a mentor friend of mine said to me, and, and it helped me when I would kind of hit some of those walls, is that God keeps great records. God keeps great books. And that there's going to be times where you you might feel like, You've you've hit that 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 wall, and you're and you're you're wondering if you know if you are being effective, and and you're wondering is your your time and your your um, your passion is it for some it might be is it even being appreciated? Mm-hmm. Is it is it valued? Is it understood? The sacrifice, or is it 
it could be one of those things of just my creativity's hit a wall. I, I just feel like all I'm doing is singing cover tunes of Hillsong, Tomlin, and in Jesus culture, and and I just don't feel creative, you know. And and I think the thing is, is that that's what makes us human. Is that we're we're gonna fall short. Yeah. And and I and I would say to really any worship leader out there is that. I know for me, when I've hit some of those walls, it's because I started putting my eyes on me. And, That's good. And I would say what helped me, uh, even in a, even in a um, there, was, there was a situation I remember facing and just kind of dealing with, and I, and I was really struggling with uh, in my heart, and, 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 I, and I was. I was. Eyes were being put on me, like I was putting eyes on me, like, what am I not doing here? What am I am? What am I doing here? What What am mm-hmm. I missing here? What is it? What you know? Blah 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 blah. And I think the reality is what God reminded me in a such loving way is that hey, listen, if I be lifted up, I would draw them in unto me. Yeah. So so quit trying to think that this has anything to do with you. You just get the people. You just lead the people. You you do what I've called you to do. And no, don't worry about anyone else. Don't don't focus on anyone else. Your heart is for me and for me only. Yeah. And when you give me that time, like when you like, I think probably one other way I'd answer that question is that I would ask that worship leader, when's the last time you cried in God's presence off the stage? Hmm. When's yeah. the last When's the last time you felt His presence? Not when there was <clears throat> a room full of people and that you were leading people in worship, because I, I know that there have been sovereign moves. I have felt those sovereign moves on stage leading and have been jacked up and crying and just can't, can't go on. But I think some of the sweetest times that I remember most are when I've left out of my office, went into the music room, sat down on the piano and didn't know what I was going to play or sing, but just started singing and playing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I find myself flooded with tears or listening to a song on repeat that just seems to be talking to my spirit right there. And I think that's the thing is that as worship leaders, as people in ministry, we have to find what feeds us Yeah. and quit starving ourselves of that. Like, mm, yeah. eat, eat on that and eat on it often. Like, So there'd be times, if there's a song that speaks to me, I think... Music people are wired in a way where we drive other people around us nuts by doing this, but we are wired in a way where we can listen to one song for three and four hours straight and it not phase us. Yeah. I've done that. I've, I have literally worked an entire work day, six, eight hours with the same song on repeat, never changed it. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but you know, <laughs> but the point is, but the point is, is that it just was feeding me and I just needed to hear that. Oh, the yeah. melody was, was speaking to my heart. And I have. I've found myself there. Big times in my office, man. And we had the <laughs> we had these big old glass windows where fish bowls, man. Everybody can see in. And I'd just be like, "Doggone, I'm over here." Just people are probably like, "What is wrong with Pastor Adam? Yeah. Why, is he okay?" And I'm you know just like trying to turn my head and wipe wipe tears. But that would be the question I'd ask, Mister or Mrs. Worship Leader. When's the last time you just let the presence of God overwhelm you off the stage and start there? Because yeah. he will he will breathe life into you in those moments. That's great. You know, you have been involved in in songwriting. You were talking about uh, just you know feeling like you're singing, you know, singing covers and uh, finding 
time for creativity and inspiration. Now, you've uh, been involved in the writing process on um, some really good songs for uh, churches that have been released in the last couple years, and uh, Jesus at the Center, uh, Speechless, when you talk about that You Take My Breath Away, that song is, is incredible. What are some... What are some things that you would share on finding time to take to find that creative moment? Um, what are some ways that you try and do that? I, I think it, even if I were to just piggyback off what I was just saying, I, there would be times when I would when I would just go back there on the piano, you know, at my office, and, and I know every office situation is different, and so and every worship situation is different. There are you know, some worship leaders, and I'm specifically saying this because I want to make sure that I try to make sure that each worship leader that's listening right now or creative person understands that there's very different situations. There's yeah. the guys that are that are that are not just the worship leaders; they're also creative directors for the church, or they're also a, another pastor position of the church, and this and that and the other. And so, if it's not a Sunday or not a Wednesday, then they're also dealing with counseling and they're dealing with yeah. hospital visits. And so, I I, I understand there's guys that are working full-time jobs and then they're mm -hmm. they're just coming in on weekends and this and any other so all that to say is that again I have found for me um, when I have when I would take some of those little little breaks little moments to just go into the back room and if I was just singing whatever I, I would find sometimes the melody of something that I just started singing in my heart starts yeah. to come out. And so what I would say is that don't try to pound the pavement and force anything to happen. I think what happens creatively is is do yourself a due diligence and have if you have a voice memo thing on your phone or an iPad or if you've got a voice recorder, just take it with you and hit play, you know, in those moments and then if you end up in a vein on something, you've got it recorded. But don't feel like you have to try to then develop the idea right then. Right. You know, uh, there'll be times I'd be in my office just sitting there and I'd just turn around, grab the guitar, and I'd just start playing something and just start singing a melody line and I'd hit record. And I literally just the other day, my wife could tell you, uh, at about 10.30 at night, I was going through my phone at some voice memos and there was one 30 seconds long. I'm like, what is this? And I hit play and I don't remember for the life of me ever <laughs> singing this then I hit play and I go, man, that's really good. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Be yeah. But because I, I just I, I just took a moment to hit record, recorded 30 seconds of me just singing a melody line. Like there was like about six words I sang, and all the rest of it was just la 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 la, yeah. you know, <laughs> kind of a deal. <laughs> but now I'm excited because I heard that and it's and it's and that was back in November. I looked at the date, and here it is March. And now I feel encouraged to, I'm feeling inspired, like, man, I want to develop this idea. Yeah. But I just took a moment to just track it then. But what the beautiful thing is, is that to the listener, they don't know the length of the journey. They're just excited when the song comes out. Ah, that's really good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they're yeah. just excited. They don't know how long you've been developing it. All they know is when it came out, I feel like God puts it out when, when it's ready. You know what I mean? Like, yep. And, and so... You know, there have been songs that, yeah, I've, I've sat on for one and two and three years and 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 changed them. And that's how a thousand miles was. That song, by the time that song came out, that song, 
was already um, in the process for two, almost two years. Wow. Of just developing it little at a time. And so, um, see, I, that's what I would say is that don't, don't kill yourself trying to map out two and three hours a day. If you have the time, knock yourself out. Yeah. But if you don't and you've got five minutes, ten minutes here, twenty minutes there, you know, just do the due diligence of if you've got a tune in your head, and that's the beauty of collaboration. You might be able to start an idea, but then send it over to a buddy that you notice has a little bit more time and say, Hey, start chewing on this. Yeah. And let's find some time to develop this out. Is that how a lot of your collaboration happens? Um, you might work on something and uh, and just either send it over and um, see what happens, or are you able to try and get together with the writers and just be in a room and start hashing things out? Yeah, matter of fact, that's it, that's the cool part, man. It's been a little bit of all of that. Um, it kind of depends on who I'm with. Like, I've got a buddy of mine who's just a a beast of a musician, and but lyrics and melody lines and that kind of stuff is just not his deal. Yeah. So what he does is he'll track something. And he'll say, "Dude, I've got this killer idea. Let me send it to you. Tell me what you think." And then if if it's if it registers with me, I'll just tell him. I'll be like, "Dude, can I write to this?" And he's like, "Yeah, please do. That's why I sent it." Or I might say to him, "Man, I'm not feeling it." Yeah. He's like, well, what does it need? And then I'll tell him from my musical perspective what I think it needs. And then, then, then we'll either choose then to get together or Skype or I'll drive over to his house or we'll map some time. Um, so that's been one way is that you know, it kind of depends on who I'm writing with. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of know their, their strengths and their weaknesses. Um, so then I know going into it, if I'm going to be the primary lyric writer, yeah. you know, or, it, or are we going to collab this lyric together? Other ways we've written, obviously, again, when we've done the free chapel stuff, Pastor would make a way where, when you know, when we'd get together with Israel, we would sometimes just Israel would stay over. He'd come and lead worship on a Sunday, and then he'd stay over for a couple days, and then we would just, as worship leaders, get together for like two days in a row, just yeah. in a room, and just hash out ideas, and and that's how a lot of the the Echo record was written, mm-hmm. um, and then. Uh, uh, but then there would be, yeah, there'd be like currently right now I'm writing with Martha, um, yeah. Izzy for her latest record. And what we've been doing is cause she's in Florida and I'm in California. Um, we've been Skyping and a buddy of mine comes over, he brings his keyboard and his logic and pro tools and da 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 da. And the three of us sit down and over Skype and she'll just, she might tell me an idea, you know, she'll tell us an idea and she's a phenomenal writer. She's yeah. awesome to work with. And so it's been real, real easy to, you know, we've written right now so far, we've written three just really killer tunes. We're excited. We're going to keep writing. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that's just, I think it kind of just depends on who, who I'm with, but I'm, I love the creative process. So for me, like if however we can make it happen, then cool. Yeah. If it's Skype, cool. I, I think at the end of the day, there, nothing, Nothing is greater than just being in the room together, vibing together, feeling the pulse of it all together. Like yeah. to me, that's always the greatest feeling. But you know, a few days ago, I saw Dan and Martha, and uh, so oh, they're yeah, excited yeah. about uh, some of the new stuff that's that's coming out. And so, man, that's great. So yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about it as well. And I, I think probably if I was going to give one little nugget about songwriting, 
I would say that uh, our our pastors are some of our greatest uh, <laughs> greatest <laughs> inspirations because you know that's how Speechless was written. You know, oh, wow. Pastor Pastor Jensen uh, was preaching a message called Speechless Grace, mm. and we got into this intense altar time, man. Like it was incredible. Like the, the spirit of God was really moving on hearts. I would say there was probably at at least 150 people were in the altars, and just that needed to feel the touch of yeah. God's forgiveness or grace or just that breath of life. And and he he looks over at me and points over to me while he's preaching like in this altar time and he just he says Adam you need to write a song about speechless grace <laughs> and uh, so it was a couple days later I was with Israel in the studio and we we're starting the initial process for the Free Chapel record the Echo record and I just said hey man you know pastor said we should write a song about speechless grace and so I began to tell Iz a little bit about the message man and then we just grabbed he grabbed his guitar we went into another room like 45 minutes later man I was like Wow. It was pretty gnarly the way it all came out. It was pretty <laughs> awesome. But uh, it was cool because, you know, I think that's the thing is that you just look at, let life, let life and, 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 and messages and everyday occurrences just kind of be the creative. Yeah. You know. You know, we were talking earlier about some of the, the challenges that a worship pastor has um, you know relationships. You know you're you're always around around people. You're trying to pour into your team. Um, then also dealing with the relationships between um, either other staff pastors, uh, the senior yeah. pastor, and sometimes there can be some. You know there can be this separation between um, the thought processes from a worship pastor versus a senior pastor and. And that relationship can get strained at times. What would you say to a worship pastor that maybe is feeling frustrated in their current role, or maybe that relationship is not what they want it to be? Um, what are some things that you might speak to them? Yeah, that's a really great question. You know, I think probably, I mean, there's a lot of different answers, I think, to that, but I one of the one of the biggest things that always stands out to me is that it, it's no it's no hidden secret that your pastors and your worship leaders are two of the most influential faces at least when the whole body of the church is together mm -hmm. you know and so um, and so because the enemy knows that it's always amazing how much at times there's a gap between pastors and worship pastors and one of those sad truths is is that for whatever reason, music pastors and youth pastors seem to be the two turned over positions the most. Yeah. And that's because one deals with the intimacy of God and one deals with the generational teaching of God. Mm. And, 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 and Satan, hate, he hates that. Yeah. He hates that. You know, and so it's like there's a, at times a disconnect. Um, but I think where I would speak to first is I wouldn't speak first to the pastor. I would speak to the worship leader, and I would say, do you know his heart? Hmm. As the servant, do you know the king's heart? Because yeah. the king doesn't always, you know, the king doesn't always make his heart wide open to his servants. Yeah. You know, God says it this way. He says, 
it's it's God that conceals a matter, but it's the glory of kings to search it out. But but he's saying that because he calls us sons and daughters, heirs of the most high. So he views us as kings and queens. Yeah. Right. But what he's saying is that is he's saying as the ultimate king of all kings that God is, he's saying, if you want to know my heart, search it out. Mm. Find it. And when you search for me, you'll find me. Yeah. And when you make and so part of that is is the first question would be is is do you have a clue what the vision of the house is? Like do you as a worship leader, do you have an understanding? Do you have a per- great perspective as to the kind of music, the kind of worship? What what for lack of better words, these are kind of cheesy terms, but like what floats your pastor's boat? You know what yeah. I mean? Like like one thing I know about Pastor Jensen is that um, he loves hymns. He loves he loves like just those good old fashioned songs. Mm-hmm. And I'll be the first to admit I'm terrible with those. <laughs> I'm terrible with those. And that was always a struggle for me, you know, to try to figure those out, you know, and try yeah. to learn because I didn't grow up on them. And mm. so and so, you know, he knows like every hymn <laughs> that was ever written and 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 I would almost think he'd probably know him in Spanish too. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> like he, he could stump any of us at any given day and pull out a song that none of us have he- ever heard and he'd know it word for word. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but, but one thing that I did make sure that I understood is that if I knew that was a weakness for me, one thing I knew the way he was wired is that I know that he loves. He loves songs about the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. He loves songs about the cross. He loves songs about redemption and forgiveness, nail scars, hands, the you know Calvary, anything that has to do with the name of Jesus. So that took me time to understand. And I'm saying that as an example for any worship leader that's listening because your pastor in his messages makes his heart known mm. the way he's wired. That's good. Because that's how he studies. That's how he pursues God. And so um, when you know that, then you'll know what more of a direction to take. Yeah. But sometimes it takes just straight up asking, hey, what's the, if you could, Pastor so and so, explain to me the perfect worship service in our church. Pastor, what would that look like to you? And what would the people's response be? And what, how would that look? How would that sound? Yeah. Because then it puts it back, I think, on the pastor to say, man, maybe I haven't even thought about that as a pastor. Yeah. Because, because maybe he's not musical. And I've had, I've had pastors tell me, well, you're the music guy. I don't really do all that. Yeah. That's like your deal. I trust you. Just yeah. you figure it out. Or they'll say, yeah, I, I know it when I like it. Or like, I know yeah, it when I like it. <laughs> That's not helping me. <laughs> exactly. But I guess the only thing I could say then would be then, okay, then then when you like it, tell yeah. me so I can start making that <laughs> mental note. And when you don't like it, yeah. tell me, you know? Yeah. And uh, um, <laughs> it, it, so I would just say, you know, when there's a when there's a disconnect, it's sometimes it's just a lack of understanding. Um, it's it's sometimes the, the, the target hasn't been clarified or maybe the target has moved. Yeah. Um, because as each of us get older, like I know as I've gotten older as a worship leader, certain styles or certain songs that I may be used to like, you know, I still yeah. like those songs, but it's not, I'm not going to get up there and do that now. And yeah. so as time goes, each of us kind of shape and develop and, or as 
worship increases and, and, and changes and defines and um, kind of recreates itself over and over, to stay current, you kind of stay in with what's going on. And so, yeah. you know, you learn to adapt. Well, you know, if, if your pastor's adapting and you're not, that's a problem. Right. If you're adapting and your pastor's not, there's a problem because you're going to want to do all these stuff, these things and have ideas and, oh, can we do this and that and the other? And he's like, no, I just want it like this. Yeah. And you're going, oh, that is so 10 years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. and then sometimes they're going, watch this video, watch that video. We need to do stuff like this and da 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 da. And so there's, you know, there's not a perfect answer to that, but I would just say, you know, I would start first by just saying, Try to know what the vision of the house is yeah, and understand the way he's wired. What speaks to him? Is he a grace preacher? Is he a redemption preacher? Is he a, is he a cross preacher? Is he a prosperity preacher? Is he, you know what I mean? Like, is he a, is he a, 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 a faith preacher? You know, so if he's a faith preacher, he's going to love songs like nothing is impossible. You know yeah. what I mean? He's going to hear, he's going to love to hear things like, um, I'm drawing blank, but that's a perfect example. Yeah. Like nothing is possible. Great faith statement, you know, yeah. or songs about believing. I believe we can do this. And, you know, but if it's a grace preacher, then yeah, he's going to like a speechless or he's going to love amazing grace or he's going to love songs about that, that filthy rags or redemption or this is who I was, but this is who I am. And right. you've all things new. And, but you know what I mean? So it, it's sometimes having to know what speaks to his heart. Cause I, I've, I really do believe that if the shepherd is engaged and, and it stirs his gift, then it automatically benefits the sheep. Yep. Because when he feels great about where he's at in that moment in the presence of God and his gift feels stirred, yeah, the sheep are going to benefit. That's good. But, but if it's a struggle for him to engage, and, and I would say, worship leader, don't expect him to because you never know when the Lord's speaking to him. And if, if, if everyone else is jumping and clapping and he's got his Bible open... It's not because he's trying to maybe last minute study and he doesn't care what you're doing. The Lord may be changing everything that he just prepared over the last however long he prepared. Yeah. And 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 just learn in that moment to trust that the Spirit of God is leading you as a worship leader and the Spirit of God is leading your pastor and that he's going to put you both on the same page and that something beautiful is going to take place. That's good information. That's really good. Hey, Adam, is there some ways that people can get a hold of you maybe to have you come into their church, either work with their team, also work individually. Maybe just hearing this that Adam was talking about with knowing the pastor's heart, knowing the vision of the house. Maybe you've been in a difficult situation and and you would benefit from Adam coming in, maybe talking with your pastor, spending time with with you, uh, and working with your team. Adam, how can our listeners get a hold of you? Yeah, uh, I, I appreciate that very much. Um, they could go to my website, www.adamranny.org, uh, which is that Ranny is spelled R-A-N-N-E-Y.org. And, um, and there's, you know, there's a place in my website to, you know, just to click on that contact us button and they can send us an email through there and, uh, and we will definitely respond and, and you know we'd love to come out and do that. We'd love to come out and be a part of. However, my my heart is is if I can help increase um, in understanding or in pursuit the local church and their effort, you know, then then the community benefits. Yeah, 
and that's that's you know so yeah i mean that's a way we can we can reach out i'm on facebook i'm on twitter i'm on instagram it's all just my name adam ranny um if you inbox me on facebook there's there's no guarantee that i will <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i will reply i'll just be honest if you if you really want because i i'm more like I've got all my, you know, like a lot of us do yeah. these days, we have our social sites all d- dialed in together. So I might yeah. post on one and it looks like I'm on Facebook all the time, but it's probably through Twitter or through Instagram yeah. or whatever. And so yeah, if then you want to get a that, hold of us, yeah. You have that oh no moment when you look at, you actually look at your messages on Facebook and you realize somebody just sent you a really good message, but it was four months ago. And four months <laughs> ago. Oh yeah. And I replied to those like, man, so sorry. Just saw this. Like, um... <laughs> Did you ever find the CD you were looking for? <laughs> you know, and you know, but yeah. So, if any information, uh, you can email us there, and 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 one of our one of our team members, you know, will will see that, and 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 they'll get it over to me. And so, yeah, That's but great. yeah, we'd love we'd love for anybody to follow us on our social sites because we're usually saying where we're going to be, and and um, and if anybody's in the area, we'd love for them to come out and cool. See what God's been doing, man. And we'll have all of the links to uh, how you can get a hold of Adam in our show notes, and uh, you can go and and check out also links to your projects in iTunes. And uh, you've got some great, uh, great songs that are being released, and uh, just really excited about what God's doing in your ministry and the gift that you are to the body of Christ. You've helped us in your songwriting. You've helped us worship better. And so I just wanted to say thanks. Personally, um, a lot of the songs that you've written, uh, we're doing in in our church. And um, I have them on play on my phone during during our prayer time and our staff devotions. And so I just want to say thanks, Adam, for, for what you are doing and your gift to the body of Christ. And thanks for being with us on this episode of the Leaders in Worship podcast. Man, thank you so much. It's it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor to be able to just speak in the hearts and lives of others, and I really appreciate the opportunity to do that. and uh, And I will give this cheap little plug, but uh, I am I am in the studio, so uh, we are working on a new project. Awesome! So we're excited about that. We'll, we'll be looking forward. We'll put it out. We'll, we'll get out the announcements when when we get closer. But yeah, awesome. Thank hey, you. Thanks so much. So much. I want to thank Adam for being with us today. I know that you have enjoyed that. He shared some great insight on worship leading, songwriting, relationships, and uh, I know it's been a blessing to you. If you would give us some feedback on maybe something that Adam had mentioned, or maybe a comment or a topic that we could cover in an upcoming episode, you can go to leadersinworship.com, and on the right-hand side of the screen, there's a tab that says Leave Voicemail. And using a great service called SpeakPipe, you can leave us a voicemail right from your computer, and we'll get that. We can include it in the show notes. 
And so we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at matt at leadersinworship.com. And maybe you have a conference or an event, maybe a worship product that you would like to promote. Consider being a sponsor for one of our upcoming episodes. You can just email me at that email address, and we would love to help you and give you more information on how you can do that. You can go into the show notes and find all the information, the links about Adam and his ministry, how you can connect with him. But I just hope that this week you would have an incredible time of worship, and that you'd have a great services this weekend. And in everything that you do, just give honor and glory to God. And uh, we appreciate you taking the time and being with us.